We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, and welcome to On The Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by MyBookie and Untuck It. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Matt, how's everything going? Good. I'm... uh... I'm a little under the weather, so I apologize to uh, all four of our listeners that uh, I don't sound, you know, I don't have the uh, the golden pipes going right now. I think but... we're up to at least twelve now. All right, all right. Well, we didn't fill the listener league, so I was uh, I was on full tilt on Sunday, <laughs> um, but had a, other than that had a had an excellent week actually. So uh, I am uh, I think I'm on like a three week like just smash streak right now. So I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. I'm ready to uh, keep seeing that DK balance go up. Yeah, I got pantsed by you in our head to head contest, but <laughs> I actually had a decent week as well. I, uh, I cashed in the spy. So come see me, Pete Overzet. I just stay out oh, here. Samesies. I did. I too. stay out here cashing the spy with my, uh, my Josh Allen to Dawson Knox stack. There you go. Easy <laughs> uh, game. Before we get on to this week, let's talk about Rotoviz Patreon. Uh, there, we're rolling towards the fantasy playoffs, and Rotoviz Patreon is here to help gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcasts and writing team. Get ready for the playoffs. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming. Once again, patreon.com slash rotovizradio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get a 10% discount off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. If you haven't already signed up, uh, what are you waiting for? Just head over to rotoviz.com slash podcast. 
Get yourself a 10% discount, get ready for the playoff push, and gain unlimited access to all of the NFL content and tools so you get an amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Okay, quick week 11 recap. Uh, You mentioned the listener league, didn't fill. Uh, You put a note here, we're not mad, we're just disappointed. (laughs) That was always Ah. the worst. My mom was the master of playing that card. And I was the worst at, like, seeing through it, you know? Like, if she hit me with that line, I was on my best behavior for, like, the next week. Just (laughs) trying to do everything possible to get back in her good graces. Also, you mentioned uh, the head-to-head beat me again. What does that bring the record to now? Four and one? Or is it three Uh, and one? Pretty... I think you're. I think it's yeah, four be, and one now. Might be we'll, four and one. Yeah, we'll look back through the standings. Anyway, you're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, <laughs> I've got just a short period of time here to try and turn this thing around. Uh, but if I don't, that's okay. I'll be making a donation to uh, to St. Jude's. Which, if I am going to lose to you, that's the only silver lining. So yeah, and uh, and honestly, I mean, you were. What'd you put up? Like almost one fifty, right? Uh, I think this like, week my lineup wasn't particularly good. Yeah, but like I I was in plenty of head to heads this past week that people had like in the one like t- 112 115 like there was there were some people that relied on some real thin plays and then didn't use the extra money to like get up to the right plays. So um, you you had a couple of bad breaks. Like I don't know. I I don't think it was. I don't yeah. think your lineup was bad at all. In retrospect, Nick Boyle, very bad play. I played uh, him I, in the spy <laughs> <laughs> I with, just, with Lamar. <laughs> I could have just given up, you know, the couple extra hundred bucks to get up to Ryan Griffin, who smashed. And you didn't overthink it. You just kind of you jammed in McCaffrey. You jammed in Michael Thomas. Easy game. You know, yeah, I got to gotta do it. I, I went with Julio, which uh, didn't work out. So anyway. I'm gonna. I, I I feel good about this week. I I feel like I'm gonna make a a little bit of a late season push here. Although I All did right. say the same thing last year, and uh, it never happened. Oh, <laughs> you know, you got to stay positive. All right, let's talk quarterbacks. Uh, interesting week at QB this uh, this week. Like a lot of the usual top options are not available. No Lamar Jackson. No Patrick Mahomes. So the highest priced quarterback is Russell Wilson, but. The two guys that stand out as sort of like the 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 quote unquote chalk for this week are going to be Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. They are squaring off against each other. Both defenses have been pretty dreadful this season, although Atlanta is like suddenly good all of a sudden. So do you have a, a feel on, on either of these guys? Do you think that there are cash options, tournament options? Like what's your thoughts on this game? Because I think that how you attack this game in particular is going to have a big impact on your results this week. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, Winston is probably locked into my cash lineup. I don't really see myself coming off of him. He's had um, obviously just like you if you watch the guy when you roster him, like you're going to have an ulcer. But um, <laughs> it's like it's it's super the volume bad. Volume is sick. It's insane. He's had. He's only had two games um, where he's thrown less than 35, 35 times. Like, that's that's absurd. 
And even then he was still over 25. So like you're never you're never getting, you know, an 18 pass attempt performance like you could get from a Lamar Jackson or a Russell Wilson. You're just never going to get that. And to be totally honest, if, if you look over the last couple of weeks, he's actually uh, he's actually shown a little bit of uh, of some rushing upside. He had he's had over 20 rushing yards in three of the last four weeks and a 40 yard game, a 53 yard game, which isn't something he's necessarily uh, known for. So I, you don't have to rely on that because the pass volumes there. But if he could just throw like two picks this week, um, <laughs> That would be that would be super. And if he could throw for like three touchdowns and he's hit the 300 yard bonus in all but two games, three games, yeah, all but two. Oh, no, three. Yeah, sorry. All but three. So, games shit. yeah, just like I feel like 6200 is too cheap. Um, there's definitely other options that I want to play in GPPs, but I think Winston's the guy in cash this week. What about you? Yeah. So first, I would just like to shout out Jameis Winston. He had me a little bit nervous. Uh, me and my podcast partner, Kyle Dvorak from the Lang the Points show, hammered Jameis Winston to lead the league in picks this season. Like, it was like our most confident bet that we put out in the whole year. And he got off to a, uh, a little bit of a slow start in the pick department, but he's really come alive in these last couple of games. Four picks, two picks, zero, two picks, and five picks. That a boy, Jameis. The old golden sombrero. <laughs> You know, like just a true, a true heartwarming story of a guy overcoming all adversity <laughs> to continue to throw just an obscene amount of picks every single week. So yeah. shout out to Jameis. Uh, I, I will say that I probably prefer Matt Ryan in this game. I'm not saying that I buy the Atlanta defense, but I'm at least questioning that they might be a, a capable unit at this point. I, I have no such concerns about Tampa Bay. And, you know, as much as we talk about the volume with Winston, the volume with with Ryan is almost as good. Like, I know that he didn't necessarily throw the ball a ton last week. He only had 31 attempts, but they they throttled the Panthers and he still put up over 300 yards. So I like the uh, I, I like the volume there. And I think that he's just a touch safer than Jameis, especially considering their running back situation at the at the moment like they have no running game at all they just have to lean on on Ryan and I think in this matchup he has just tremendous upside I mean have they played yet this year they have not but the last time he faced Tampa Bay he went for over 33 last season so I'm not sure how predictive that is like obviously these are two completely different teams but uh I just think Ryan both guys are fine Right. But yeah, if I have the extra money, I want to get up to Matt Ryan. Right. And it's a it's the highest total on the main slate. And it's not like <clears throat> it's not a crazy spread. Like it's four points right now. So, right. Um, you know, you would imagine that it would be somewhat competitive, which would hopefully mean good things for both of these uh, quarterbacks, at least. Um, what about uh, what about Wilson? Obviously, we're. We're we're leaning towards these other two guys in cash. Uh, would you consider paying up for Wilson? I mean, it's only a hundred dollars more than Ryan. Um, and then if not, like, how are you dealing with him in GPPs? Yeah, I think Wilson's going to be a fade for me. Like, I love Russell Wilson. He is, for my money, the best quarterback in football. Um, he just doesn't have the the same volume that these other guys possess. Like, 
yes, he is a little bit more capable of giving you some some value with his legs. Yeah, like he had 53 yards last week. But if Seattle has their their way in a particular game, Wilson's never going to have a have to throw the ball more than you know 30 times or so. Right. Um, and that you can see that in his game log, he's gone for 20 DK points or less in three of the past four games. Now he did have a 40 burger sprinkled in there, but that's the type of game script that you want to target him. You know, up tempo against a really bad defense like Tampa Bay. I don't think that this Eagles team really qualifies as such a matchup. So I'll be off Wilson. I get that, you know, with his rushing upside, he probably does have, you know, the highest ceiling on the slate or close to the highest ceiling on the slate, but I'm okay with fading him in this matchup. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Like they've, They've faced like what the corpse of Tom Brady and Mitchell Trubisky the last two weeks. So like <laughs> these these numbers are uh, are trending down, but I don't know if that's necessarily a function of uh, Philly's defense or not. Like they let uh, Josh Allen, Dak, and Kirk in the three games leading up to that go over twenty, and Kirk Cousins even put up over thirty. So. Um, the problem, like you said, with Wilson is he has this weird scoring distribution where he has four, no, five games under 16 and a half DraftKings points and then four games, uh, five games like over 27 points. So there's this huge gap in the middle where he's like he's a QB two or he's like a top three QB right. and there's not really much in the middle. Um, again, this is not like a, this is not like an NFL take. This is strictly, uh, strictly for DFS purposes. Like I think he's, you could definitely make the argument that he's up there for MVP. Um, so don't don't say that to Matt Friedman, you know, I'm not despair. I mean, it's definitely Lamar Jackson, but you, you, if there's somebody else you want to talk about, it would have to be Wilson. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I just, I'm not. I'm not going to outright fade him, but I'm not like making sure that I figure out how to get him into my lineups. Like I've only been building three lineups a week lately and there's a chance he doesn't end up in there. Um, I think a lot of it depends on if I feel comfortable, uh, how I feel comfortable stacking him basically. Yeah. Fair point. All right. Let's talk uh, some more under the radar plays for GPPs. Who do you got for me? Oh man. Um, I mean, speaking of the corpse of Tom Brady, uh, he's got nobody to throw to, but we have a very nice value play to talk about at wide receiver. So if uh, if we're going to if we're going to stack that up, we could do whatever the hell else we want um, through the rest of our lineup. I think Josh Allen is going to go um, under owned. He's sixty four hundred. He's kind of in like a weird um you know, in, in a weird place between Ryan and Winston, you have Breeze right. in there too, who's going to suck some ownership away from him. Um, so I, I am curious to see what what ownership projections sort of have him as. I feel like he'll be under five, um, give or take. Outside of that, I don't know. Like, are you are you interested in Dak or are you going to yes. Baker? Like, all I right, think hit the, me. I think the Dak is too cheap at six k. Yeah. Um, you know, like we have a metric at Fantasy Labs called bargain rating. Basically, it compares your DK salary to your FanDuel salary. And Dak has a bargain rating of 97% right now on DraftKings. So 6K is just too cheap for him. I get that it's a brutal matchup, but 
New England has looked a little bit more beatable as of late. I mean, Lamar Jackson ran all over them. Uh, I get that that's like a different kind of offense than what Dallas is known for, but I do think that Dak right now, like if there is a dark horse MVP candidate, it's probably him, right? You know, oh, like, yeah, for sure. He's been fantastic this year. So I think that he's in play. Uh, Josh Allen's an interesting one to me. Like you're definitely spot on with the ownership. Nobody's going to play him this week. And he always has huge upside as a runner. Like I'm pretty sure he leads all quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, he's got seven on the, on the season. So he's always a threat to punch one in. The matchup is awful, but you know, 6,400 for him. He can always give you a ceiling game. I think my favorite GPP quarterback and you can, you can call me a homer or whatever, but I'm going to play some Sam Darnold this week at 5,800. They've looked better with, uh, Beecham back on the offensive line and Darnold, you know, shredded Washington last week. Granted, they're the Redskins, but Oakland's defense is not much better. Uh, grading out is one of the best matchups in the, in the database right now at fantasy lab. So I think that Sam Darnold could be a, uh, an interesting contrarian play as a home underdog here against the Raiders. I like it. All right, before we move on, let's take a quick minute to talk about our friends at untuck it. Have you ever seen an untucked button down? They look awful. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's untuck it. The original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. Uh, seriously, I love these shirts. I go out, uh, you know, to bars occasionally, and when I do, I want to look sharp. You know, I want to dress up. I want to put on a nice collared shirt, but I don't want to tuck it in. And up until untuck it, that was always a problem for me. If you wear just a regular button-down collared shirt and you don't tuck it in, it's too long. Untuck It is perfect if you're looking to dress up, but keep that casual look. And the best part about Untuck It, they have more than 50 fit combinations. They look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, guys of all builds and ages. I mean, shopping for shirts is not easy for me. I'm a pretty big dude, but I can go online and have one designed to fit me perfectly. You could choose your material. You could choose your own color options. And if you don't like to shop online, check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, never look bulgy, too long or too big again. Their website is easy to use. They have a whole page devoted just to helping you find your perfect fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com, promo code BLUE for 20% off. All right, moving on to the running back position. Christian McCaffrey, still at the top, 10500 Uh, But he was only 45% owned last week in the $25 single entry double up. I say 45% owned because that feels thin for him. (laughs) He was uh, the same offense uh, as Kyle Allen, who was dreadful last week. 4.5 QBR. So McCaffrey put up 33 DraftKings point without scoring a touchdown. And with his quarterback literally like just vomiting all over himself at any time he tried to do anything. Yeah, so, just every bodily function. 
Is there any reason? Is like, is there any reason at all to consider fading him against New Orleans? Like, it's a tough matchup on paper, but I've been joking that like his floor game is thirty DraftKings points, and it really is. Like last week was a floor game for him. They scored three points as an offense, right? It was like twenty nine <laughs> to three or something. Yeah, like yeah. to to even put up like if he would have put up. Like 19 points, I would have been impressed when your team only scores three points. Like, it's just completely absurd. Like, I I said it last week. I know that there's going to be a game at some point this season that he doesn't pay off salary. It just, it has to, mathematically. I'm just not sure what's the formula for that to happen. Because we've seen that if they're competitive, he's going to be involved as a runner, involved as a passer, and score. If the offense is getting shut down, he's going to feast in garbage time as a receiver. Yeah. And, and if especially, the offense is ahead, he's going to right. just pound the rock. So I don't yeah. know what the formula is for him to to get shut out. No. I, and I mean, if he stays at 10-5, which it seems to me like they're not really going to push him any higher than that. Um, if he stays at 10-5, the only way that he'll kill you is if people actually just realize that you're supposed to be jamming him in and he you know you have him at 65 70 percent and he and he like scores 20 or 22 and then you're kind of you're a little bit behind but just getting raw points into your lineup is way more important to me at this point than trying to be cute and last week going down to like dalvin cook or something like there it just there's enough value every single week between the defenses going to 1500 or if you find a cheap tight end that you like, like there's ways to get there. So I'm not going to fade him. I, I don't really understand how you how you can sit there and tell yourself that it's a good idea. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'll probably look stupid like one week from now until the end of the season. And it, it might cost me. But I think overall you're you're paying for a ridiculous floor and it's. Like, I don't want to hear any victory laps if he does, like, bust one week after the the, the role that he's on. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'll tell you why he's probably going to be under-owned again. And it's because people are going to talk themselves into Alvin Kamara. Right. And Kamara is a good play. I'm not taking away from Kamara. But people are going to say, well, he's a similar type player to McCaffrey. He has the better individual matchup. And he's $2,300 less. But Kamara is not the same player. Like, he he may have similar upside, but his floor is drastically lower than McCaffrey. So I think it would be a mistake to pivot from McCaffrey to Kamara for cash games. Uh, I think you could play both together, for sure. That's a viable strategy. But, like, to me, just not having McCaffrey in your, in your cash game teams is a mistake at this point. So, uh, Jones, do you feel similarly on Kamara, like, uh, I know Matt Friedman has him as like the top running back play of the week. So am I uh, shortchanging him or are you kind of in the same boat? Um, no, I, I'm definitely I'm toying around with lineups, trying to get both of them in. Um, like you said, there is definitely there's definitely that argument to be made because he can have a game where, you know, he ends up only having like seven or eight carries. Um, but he's likely to see those nine or 10 targets. So that's like, that's kind of the trade-off. Like you don't really have 
you you sort of don't have that problem most weeks with McCaffrey, but two of the last four weeks he did only have 14 rushing attempts. Um, so there there's it, there's kind of a back and forth there. Um, I think if you can do it, you should figure out a way to get uh, get both of them in cash and you know pick a pick a cheaper running back that you like in the flex and uh, find a couple values at wide receiver. That's kind of that's kind of the plan right now for me. The one thing with Kamara is that like even though the receiving volume has been there, you know, 10 targets each of the past two weeks, he just doesn't seem to be as efficient of a receiver as McCaffrey is. Like he had 10 catches last last week for 47 yards. McCaffrey had uh, four, uh, 11 catches, but he turned it into 121 yards. Like right. he just seems to be a little bit more efficient as a, as a pass catcher than Kamara. So even though the volume might be the same, I still think that Makara's um, Makara, <laughs> that's a hybrid of both of them. <laughs> McCaffrey is just the, the better option. Right. I think that's fair. All right. In the mid tier, anybody standing out to you this week? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few guys, I guess it, it kind of depends on our, uh, where we're drawing the lines here. I think people are going to be drawn to Derrick Henry, um, at 6,900. I, I don't know, like I never feel comfortable playing that dude on DraftKings. Like he's gonna, he's gonna have one of these games where he, you know, breaks off a couple of huge runs. Um, it's called last week. <laughs> right. But he I mean he hasn't had like I'm willing to lose to that because he had two targets and he they only ran 52 plays. He was on the field for about two thirds of the snaps. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like it's thin. Like when when he's not when he's not scoring, like a few weeks ago, I, I know Tampa's a tougher matchup or whatever. Not that I I I really couldn't care any less about like defensive matchups but um you know he he had eight points like and some people on on the twitter in the twitterverse here are like anointing this dude as like the lock of the century um and i just he'll he'll definitely have these ceiling weeks um but if you're relying on on 50 yard touchdown runs and touchdowns in general uh, i think you're going to be disappointed more often than not um Carson, I think, will probably be popular, too. Um, I could see going there in doing like a, you know, just like a full Seattle, um, just like kind of onslaught deal there. Um, a little bit cheaper, like, are, I don't know, are we going back to Sanders or Hill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like Sanders ran ran pretty poorly. Um, I, mean, I mean, so was, did Hill. Hill had 15 carries and three targets. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think Hill might be might not be good at football in general. I don't care. I like that um, volume at 4900. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I think I think it's pro- they're probably both pretty thin. Like, you're gonna have to figure out a way to. You're going to really have to spend that extra money wisely to make up for it because I do think, I mean, we saw it, like their floors are low. So um, you do have to kind of be careful uh, with that. Uh, what the hell are we doing with, with the Detroit backfield? Are, are, you, are you spending any energy trying to figure that out? Because I know like people are picking up Scarborough and they're season long. Like, 
I don't know. I want to like Scarborough because he's 4,200 and he obviously had not like, you know, not carry on's workload or anything stupid, but he he got some red zone carries like he got some work. I don't know. Yeah. Both Scarborough to me is Derrick Henry, but like a less talented version playing for a worse team with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Whoa, whoa, we're not, we're not, we're not going to disparage I'm in, I'm Jeff Driscoll on this program. I am in the business of slandering <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. Uh, you're like, you want to talk about a running back with no pass catching upside. There's your guy, you know, Bo Scarborough yeah, is but your guy. He's, he's $2,700 cheaper than Henry. I, under, I understand. I'm just saying that. No, I know. I get you. Like he ended up getting 14 carries last week. He played roughly half the snaps. He's touchdown dependent. If he doesn't score, he's going to be a huge bust. Yeah. So I, I am out on Bo Scarborough. Uh, I was hoping that he would be more of like a chalk play. I think his yeah. ownership will rise as the week goes on and people are going to talk themselves into the matchup. But like to me, there's just there's very a very, very low floor. And like I don't see a huge ceiling to go with it. Especially so, the I mean, the the just smash play is Patty Laird, right? <laughs> 3,400. Like he's I'll in, he's going to be in my cash lineup. So I'm I just letting you know now. Up. I did pick him up in a, <laughs> in a deep dynasty league that I play in and I may or may not be starting him this week. Oh, it's happening. Um, I just want to circle back and talk about some of the things that you kind of touched on there. Like yep. Derek Henry to me playing him this week feels a hundred percent like chasing. You know, like I get that Derrick Henry uh, has been awesome. He is a touchdown machine. There's probably no safer bet in football to to find the end zone on a weekly basis. But, you know, now we're going to play him in a subpar matchup and his ownership is only going to be inflated because he went off the week prior. Like to me, that's a perfect fade opportunity. So I love Derrick Henry. He's been one of my guys this year. I'm fine without with fading him. Uh, I would prefer Leonard Fournette on the other side, who is in kind of the opposite situation. You know, like he did not have a good game last week, so his ownership is going to be low. But right. we we know that he is very involved in the passing game, unlike Henry, and he has the upside for you know 20 carries if Jacksonville can keep this game competitive. So I think that he is sort of my preferred target in this range. Uh, I will be going back to the well with Miles Sanders because I always will go to the well with Miles Sanders. <laughs> and I mentioned Brian Hill. I like the volume at that price tag. So I think that that's kind of a uh, where where for, for cash games, at least, I think that's a good range of uh, of targets. Who uh, Anybody else that you're considering for GPPs that might be a little bit of like an under-the-radar play? Um, I think... I think Jalen Samuels will probably be uh, will probably be under owned. He's what a hundred dollars less than Fournette, um, and just a few hundred dollars less than Zeke. So I, I think that he could make some sense. Um, I wish Kareem Hunt didn't exist because I would play the hell out of Nick Chubb this week. Don't worry about Kareem Hunt. No, nah, the the passing work is like a concern. I don't care about it. They gave him twenty seven carries last week, and now they're favored by eleven points. Like if I don't they know, get man. Out, Miami's plucky though. They, Miami they might, stinks. They've had a couple of good games in no, a row. You gotta say plucky. You, they you can't take it away from them. They're plucky. I'm taking it away from them. They stink. 
Nick Chubb is my favorite GPP play of the week. We haven't projected for 1% ownership right now. Yeah, if that holds, then I'm going to have him in the spy just for everybody to <laughs> for everybody to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's got to rise as the week goes on. Like, take away the name and just look at the workload and the Vegas data. And like, how is this not a smash? I don't understand it. So what if, what if we get a little froggy and just leap into uh, Chubb and and Hunt? No. <laughs> you tried to talk me into this a couple of weeks ago with no, Dalvin I Cook. Didn't. I didn't. You're this right. Not it true. was Steve Buchanan, but you were on yeah. board with it. No, no. I said you could play Madison. I didn't say you could play Madison and uh, and Cook. That I will. I will go down. I will not All go right. down on that. So you only um, had one awful take on that show, as opposed to two. I mean, Amir Abdullah scored a goddamn touchdown. Like what? <laughs> like that was Madison's touchdown. Like this is. It's completely absurd. And the fact that Madison is my RB2 in Scott Fishbowl, I was very tilted during that game. <laughs> uh, I do think also if I'm going to play a Detroit back for a tournament, I would go with McKissick just because he's going to get the receiving work, which obviously is tremendously more valuable on DraftKings. So what I think you, McK- What if you play McKissick and Scarborough? <laughs> <laughs> just the full-on Detroit running back onslaught. I'm just going to ask you about every... Oh, and you could throw in Ty Johnson in the flex, and you could just gobble up all that rushing expected points. Lock in those 15 DraftKings points. <laughs> all right, let's go to wide receiver. Uh, Michael Thomas somehow got cheaper. Uh, I guess it was because his ownership was only 21.5% as opposed to 45%, which it was the week earlier. But he still had roughly 30 DraftKings points. He had 10 targets. He had eight catches. He had 100-plus yards. He had a touchdown. Like, why did his price go down, Jones? Uh, Just making it easy for the donkeys like me to get there, you know? I know. It's it's like, it's kind of annoying, though, because it's like 9900 was a decision point. Like, this... That $600 definitely makes it a little bit easier. Although I did just notice that there's no $1,500 defense this week. So oh, no. I I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, to be to be totally honest now. Like $2,000, i would rather just leave it blank, to be, <laughs> to, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you have to play him. Like, if you're, if you're just outright fading him, then, like... It's Matt Thirteen Jones on DraftKings. Send the send the head to heads. <laughs> send whatever you want my way because he's just he's just gonna smash every single week. He's had six right six straight games with at least eleven targets. That's right, and we know that absurd. that a target for him is basically a catch. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, my question, I guess, is how do you prioritize him versus McCaffrey versus Kamara? Like. Can you jam all three in? I guess it's possible, but your lineup's going to look real ugly. So if you could only go with two, who gets who gets the cut? Um, I I think that I'll I'd probably end up getting rid of Kamara. Um, but I, think I, I don't feel think the same way. I don't think it's impossible though. So if you lock in those three players, it leaves you with a remainder of. Roughly thirty seven hundred for your for your other six lineup spots. So you know you can plug in a cheap defense and you could punt it uh, punt tight end with like a three k player, and you're still gonna need to get a little gross. Like you're still gonna need to be looking at 
you know, a 5K type of quarterback and some some punts at running back and tight. I mean, you've so. you've seen the the cash lineups that I've been running out lately, so you know that I I can get down in the mud with the best of them. <laughs> like Pat Beverly, you from the mud. <laughs> um yeah, I, I'm done fading Michael Thomas. I thought last week that he was too expensive compared to guys like Julio uh, and Mike Evans, and the floor is just—it's just not the same. Like the Mike Evan, the Michael Thomas floor is just so much better than everybody else's. He has like zero bust in his game, so it's another week where like Julio stands out. He's thirteen hundred dollars cheaper than Thomas. He has the dream matchup versus the Bucks, and yet I could never—I can't—I can't consider making that swap in a cash game anymore. Like for tournaments, sure. If you want to do that, that's fine. But like Thomas is just so much more reliable. He is the Christian McCaffrey of wide receiver. Right. All right, let's uh let's move down a smidge. We've got the Tampa wide receivers, we've got Julio, we've got Tyler Lockett, and we've got Odell Beckham. They're all priced between seven and eight K this week. Which one of these guys is your favorite, and do you think any of them are cash viable? We do have some injuries to look out for here as well. Tyler Lockett uh, is currently listed as questionable, and so is Odell Beckham. I don't think that either guy is really like in a ton of jeopardy of missing, but something now, to keep in mind. Yeah, Lockett's Lockett's still dealing uh, with the the injury from before the buy, and he's they're expecting him. To practice tomorrow, um, and then Beckham is, I think, is just nonsense. I don't think that's anything that we need to worry about. Um, I I think that they'll probably, that my favorite, like, I'm not going to pay for any of these guys in cash because I, I just won't be able to. <laughs> um, they're just too expensive. But I, I think probably in tournaments, you can you could do like a, you know, a double stack with Jameis and get both of the Tampa Bay receivers. Um, I wrote that up for uh, the Sharp article this week. But just from like, a, I don't know, I just want to play Beckham. Like, I just, I just want to do it. I feel like he's, like Baker's been making the effort at least to look his way. Um, the, the connection there is obviously... Uh, I don't know, subpar would be probably putting it nicely. Like he's had 22 targets in the last two weeks and he's had 117 uh, receiving yards, which is not a, not a, not a good number there. Um, for those of you that don't follow the stats too closely. Um, but like he's, he's gotta, he's gotta have, uh, like if he keeps getting this volume, he has to have a good game at some point. Right. You would think, <laughs> you would think, but uh, you know, please, his- History suggests that uh, this season, he's only shredded one team, and it was my beloved New York Jets back all the way in week two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the obvious answer here is Julio, as far as guys in this price range. Like, GOAT matchup, as I mentioned, against Tampa Bay. They have just hemorrhaged fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So, I think you could certainly... Like he's a fine option. He's gonna be, you know, high, high, very highly owned. We have him projected for the highest ownership at wide receiver right now. But like, if anybody besides Michael Thomas is gonna go for a hundred and a touchdown this week, I would say that he's probably got the uh, the second greatest chance of doing that. As far as the Tampa guys go, playing them together is interesting because 
it feels like they haven't produced in the same week this year. Uh, and, you know, looking at the correlations tab here on FanDuel, they are negatively correlated of about uh, 26% in the negative direction. So I'm not saying that they can't both go off together, but I feel like it will be overowned given what we've seen from them this season. Both of them together, you think, is going to be overowned? I mean, both guys we have projected for a healthy amount of ownership. So I think it's pretty fair to assume that, a, you know, certain people will pair them together. Ah, I don't know about, I don't know, man. I, that's, it's so, I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay. I feel like, I think that there's there's probably an argument to be made that a lot of wide receiver, you know, wide receiver 1A, 1Bs probably have... Uh, not the best correlation necessarily, but I think that the the difference is O.J. Howard is basically non-existent. Like, they're not throwing it to anybody else. Like, at some point, there's going to be a game where they where Jameis has four touchdowns and two go to each of them. Like, they're not they're just not throwing it to anybody else. They're like, you know, whoever whatever scrub they're rolling out gauge or whoever else is going to get, you know, their three or four targets and that's it. Like they they don't really throw to Ronald Jones. Um they have a little bit lately, but I don't think that that's like a like a thing that they're making an effort to do. I think it's just probably out of necessity cuz Jameis is just running for his life sometimes. Um I don't know. I I I think it'll be I think it'll be lower on than you think. Um Yeah, there's I mean Double stacks in general, I guess, aren't as popular. Like, I, I play them a lot because I think it's the easiest way to win a GPP. Like, you only have to have six things go right for you as opposed to right. eight things go right for you. Um, so I like to double stack and then run it back with somebody on the other team. The one concern that I have is just that it is a pretty expensive stack to pair those two with Winston. Like, that's going to hinder your ability to get up to a Christian McCaffrey or... Uh, somebody in that department at running back. So not to make this the all Tampa Bay segment, but how about my guy, Scott Miller, six targets last week. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's go down another tier. We've got John Brown, 6,700. We were all over him last week and he did not disappoint. Calvin Ridley also coming off of an excellent game. He's now 6,500. Do you like those guys, or is there somebody else in this price range that stands out as a better play to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in both of those guys in in stacks for sure. Um, I think Ridley is obviously pretty good leverage off of Julio. Um, I, I think he'll be pretty owned, but it is going to be, you know, he's not going to see the ownership that Julio sees. Um, and then, like, John Brown is the literal only option to really to stack with uh, with Josh Allen. Um, the, the two guys that sort of jumped out to me in the six K range are DJ Moore. He just continues to see crazy targets. He's had 36 targets over the last three weeks and there are 71 wide receivers that have scored more touchdowns than him this year. So, um, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of absurd and feels like it has to level out, um, you know, sometime before 2020. Uh, and then your, your boy, Jameson is, uh, He's got to, you just got to jam him in. You just got to figure out a way like Darnold and Crowder. 
are are just clicking right now. He's had five straight games with five or more targets. He's had five catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown at least in each of the past three games. Um, there's there's clearly something there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried that he might be a touch expensive now. Like, if he doesn't score, it's going to be tough for him to return value barring an increase in targets. But I do love the matchup, obviously, against Oakland. I think this is the week, Mr. Jones. This is the week that we finally get the monster Allen Robinson performance. It has to happen. The Giants, they have no chance. They have no chance against the big man. Uh, coming off of a, uh, a disastrous game last week. But it's all about Trubisky. Like, if the offense can not be just a disaster for one week, Robinson is going to smash. And I think that this is the week that it happens because the Giants' defense is an absolute sieve. Uh, I, I hope so. I don't know. My my best ball uh, <laughs> shares definitely hope so, too. I, I mean, he's obviously a great GPP play, like, <clears throat> he's not going to be owned in this range. Like they're the ownership's going to go at the same price, probably to Ridley. He's a little bit cheaper than uh, some other guys that people are going to be trying to jam in. So I, I like that call. That works. All right, let's talk value plays. Um, you guys all made fun of me for my love of Devonte Parker the last few weeks, but my man just smashes doesn't matter the game script the dude is involved 10 targets each of the past two weeks coming off 135 yards what do we think about him at 5200 uh or is there anybody else you know in that 5k sub 5k range that you think is a stronger play um no i mean i think i think he's fine um i'm very curious to to see what happens like i i could envision a scenario where like Cleveland is either going to just completely implode, right? Or like somehow come together and act like human beings. I, I don't know if there's really a way to predict which way it goes, but I don't think this is going to be like a close game in either direction. So Parker could definitely get behind the defense and, uh, and figure that out. My, like my dumb brain, like I can't get around, um, like, I just can't play him for whatever reason. Like, I, I just can't do it. Like, Tyler Boyd is the ultimate uh, squeaky wheel this week at 5K. He was bitching last week about uh, about his target share. Rightfully so, by the way. Like, the that dude getting three targets when A.J. Green is out is just the dumbest thing imaginable. What does like, it matter? They're going to lose if they give him 100 targets. Yeah, <laughs> but know? What does it matter? For us, for him, for everybody that likes watching them pass the ball instead of turning around and giving it to stupid Joe Mixon every five seconds, um, like he's been getting targets all year. Like, I can't wait and for the phantom year, Tyler so Boyd different. injury that just ends his season. No, he's no, that's not gonna happen. Um, Shut him down, Cleve, uh, Cincinnati. So yeah, I. I I kind of want to get a little bit of exposure to him. Um, obviously, not stacking him. He's just gonna be a be a one off here. Um, and then, like, is there any reason in in this world not to play Nikhil Harry this week at thirty three hundred? Um, the answer is no. There's not a single reason not to play him. I, I could think of a reason or two. Okay, give me your reasons, and I'll tell you why you're disgustingly wrong. <laughs> 
he has barely played this year. Well, he's been hurt. Like he, understand? he hasn't been I understand inactive. That. He's been. But you he think came that back from IR. he can just come in and just be the Pats' number one wide receiver? Who else is the? It's Edelman and him now. Sanu's out. Dorsett has a concussion. Like they, there's nobody else there, and he's thirty three hundred dollars. He saw White. four targets last week with all those guys there. Who? James White. Exact. Who? <laughs> what? It's a it's a very cheap price tag. I'll give you that. But like he played fifty percent of the snaps. They still have Jacoby Myers, who is more integrated into the offense at this point than Harry is. Yeah, like, he's just been smashing. Just, no, just but can't you get what I'm saying. Stop like, that guy. There is like a <laughs> there is like a legitimate learning curve for Patriots had, wide receivers. Hold on, hold on, hold it's on, hold why, on. Nikhil Harry had more targets last week than Myers has had in the last three weeks. Stop! I'm Don't give me Jacoby Myers. He has more chemistry with Brady. He has played with him more at this point. This is absurd. Okay, I'll that's see a bad you in the take. lobbies with Nikhil. That's a that's a bad take. I'll I'll give you your other arguments maybe, but that was a bad one. My even DraftKings knows that Meyer is garbage. <laughs> Jacoby Myers is not garbage. He's he is the min price, and he's been on the team the whole year playing. Like he's not garbage though. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's. <laughs> Let's so let's let's change gears here. Like a lot of negativity right there. Now I want to tell you guys about the greatest deal that we have ever discussed on this podcast. My bookie for this week only. They're giving you a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game. We they did this last year and I took advantage. Put down $250 up to $250. You can do less. If you win, congratulations. You won your bet. You've got that extra holiday spending money. If you lose, my bookie is going to reimburse you all of that money. It's literally a no-risk bet up to $250. It's a no-brainer, Jones. Who t- who says no to this? Nobody. Nobody should. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. You're also going to get that promo code ROTOVIZ, okay? And that's going to double your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. So let me repeat that. Guaranteed deposit match, 100% up to $1,000. Risk-free bet for the Lions-Bears game up to $250. If you're a football fan, how do you pass that up? Forget that. If you're a fan of money, how do you pass that up? I don't, I just don't see any way not to take advantage. Make sure to get on over to MyBookie and take advantage of these awesome promos that they're running right now. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, and you get paid. I wish I could roster MyBookie at tight end this week because they are just the elite value right now. (laughs) But we can't. So let's talk about some real options. Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, they're the two most expensive players. Uh, 6K for Ertz. 5700 for Waller. Either of these guys stand out to you this week? I mean, they're they're definitely not sniffing my cash lineup. There's there's a 0% chance I can get there um in cash. I mean, I don't know, I guess Ertz has been been good the last couple of weeks. He's had 11 targets and 9 catches in both of those games. He hit the bonus a few weeks ago. Um sure, but I don't know, like I I don't want to pay <laughs> 
I don't want to pay $6,000 for a tight end. Like I, ever since I stopped doing that, I've been playing, I've, my lineups have been much better. So, um, I'm, I'm not overly interested in Ertz. Like I could see playing him, uh, in a tournament, but like I said, definitely not cash. For me, and the then, Ertz thing comes down to their injury status of their wide receivers, right? Like Alshon, I think is expected to play. He has practiced yeah. a little bit this week. But yep. now Nelson Aguilar is hurt. So if they're going to be... Which is like a blessing, because that dude is just allergic to catching things that are thrown <laughs> at him. Be nice to Nelson. No, um, he sucks. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> he has been getting targets. So if he's out, Ertz and Goddard are both very strong plays, in my opinion. Yeah, no, if they're if they're just going to run 12, like then you like they don't have any other options. So... That definitely makes sense. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of over Waller. Yeah, poor Darren Waller. He's now like the second fiddle tight end. Like he still is getting him into the red zone, but it seems like every time a tight end scores down there, it's Foster Moreau. Yeah. Facts and logic. Um, I do think it, it, you know against the Jets, like tough matchup, right? They likely means a lot of Jamal Adams, who is one of the better safeties in the league particularly at covering the tight end position. So yep. uh, I think that this is probably not a spot where I'm looking to buy low on uh, Mr. Waller. Yeah. All right. So let's move down then. So if we're not paying up in cash and it's going to be very tough to, if you're like Jones and you want to jam in McCaffrey, Kamara and Thomas, uh, we no longer have Ryan Griffin. He's up to 4,200. So who's the, who's the well, cheap guy I mean, to target this still- week? We still got him. I mean, we could still. I definitely can't get there for for cash, but I'm definitely going to have some uh, Griffin exposure this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you mentioned Goddard 3700. Like, it's kind of. I guess it could be like a Fant week. Ugh, I hate again. those weeks. Um, I mean, I just. I'm playing him if Kittle's out and I just know that he's going to go busto. But so why not just why not just go all in in DFS, too? Um, I mean, and then obviously Brait at thirty six hundred. Right. Um, I think makes makes quite a bit of sense. I don't know how much ownership he'll see. Do you have uh, the projection? Five to eight we have him projected for right now. Yeah. So I I mean, if that if it stays like that, I think that that's uh, that's pretty low owned for for the amount of targets that he could see like OJ Howard was benched last week after the uh Harlem Globetrotter interception that he that he caused just just the worst um yeah i don't know i, I like there there's not any of those like 2900 2700 dollar guys that are really jumping out to me this week do you have anybody that's like super cheap no uh i will say that Two guys that have kind of stood out to me. Gerald Everett now down to 3,500. I'll be honest, I didn't watch that game against Chicago, but he only played 14 snaps. I don't know if that was due more to like injury or they're just going in a different direction, but he had been really good in the six weeks prior to that. So I'm, I'm thinking that was more injury related than anything else, which could make this a nice little buy low opportunity. And I will never quit Mike Gesicki. So I know he hasn't been great the past two weeks, but he has gotten six six targets in each game. And now he has a pretty good matchup against Cleveland, 
who has struggled against tight ends for most of the year. So I think those two guys in that price range, you could even throw TJ Hawkinson in there at 3,400. He's got a little bit, (laughs) you know, he's had at least six targets two of the past three weeks and he's a future hall of famer. Oh my God. So bad. I don't know why, like, why do people love this dude so much? I don't get it. Oh, Sorry, Jones. I just I gotta give the people what they want, and they're here. I mean, for, they're here for takes about Mike Gusecki and T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson hasn't had a double-digit DraftKings game since September. <laughs> like that's a super low bar. Like just double digits. That's all yeah, I'm asking. But, but Washington now. <laughs> oh my God! I can't. I can't with this guy. I just. I need him to go away. All right. Well, enjoy next year then when he's a friggin' beast. Um. Let's talk some GPP options. Anybody that you're considering as like a contrarian GPP target. My my question is, what's what are people going to do with Ross Smelly Dwelly this week? Like, are they going to play? Are they going to play him? You you gotta know. I mean, if Kittle's out, <laughs> they it's very clear that they. I mean, he's obviously not the same as he had 14 uh, as yards Kittle. last week. He, he what? just happened to score twice, but he had 14 yards. Yeah, but like, I mean, you're talking about Hawkinson. How many yards has he had lately? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Fair, fair he's, point. He's still yeah. Hawkinson had six yards last week, by the way. In case you were wondering, um, no, I mean, I he's definitely in play. Like they're they're still they're not going to completely go away from using the tight end, even if Kittle isn't there, and even if uh, if Dwelly has to use like a calendar to time his forty. That dude is like one of the least athletic people in the history of the NFL, I think. Sounds and I don't like know that play it's at really that close. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got to look it up too, because it's, it's actually absurd. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much mentioned any of the guys that I'm considering already. I'll add in Vance. Vance will make him dance McDonald. Seven oh, targets God. in each of the past three weeks. Is there like a play that I could say that you're not going to be mean to me today? I'm, just, I just hate just all being, the tight ends. You're just being very mean. I, you know? I just said, I point said you out, were. Point me out the $3,400 tight end on this slate who's like an absolute smash. I said, we, we already said, Gasecki that I agreed with you on like less than 15 seconds ago. All right, Dory, like don't forget everything. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up with defenses. <laughs> let's. Just keep it. There's nobody under 2K this week, Jones. So what the hell are you going to do at the position? I mean, what? I guess it's, is it Miami at 2K? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, wait, Dwelly just barely broke five seconds in his oh, 40. Oh, goodness. That's absurd. Um, yeah, no. I, I mean, realistically, I think that you could, um, like, I'm definitely not paying up over, I think you could, I think you could do Denver maybe um, at 2,400. I think you could play, I don't know. What are your thoughts about Cincy against uh, against Pittsburgh? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, like uh, Pittsburgh's offense doesn't scare me at all. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of mistakes, more than likely, from Mason Rudolph because he's just a check check down machine. Yeah. But you're also not going to get hemorrhaged by like a thirty point outing against you. So right. I think that they're and- they're pretty solid like floor option. They played. They played pretty well last week against Oakland. Like the defense really, uh, really kept them in the game. Um, against Oakland, had had three sacks, forced a fumble, had a pick. 
Um, I don't know. I, like I said, like the, that's just like that's dirt cheap, and I think it makes sense. Is is there any defense that's going to just be like the like absolute chalk this week, uh, according to the uh, the labs projections? Labs has Denver as the highest projected owned at the moment, which makes okay. sense because they're yeah. cheap and they have a decent matchup. People are going to over roster Atlanta too. Yeah, I mean they're thirty five hundred now. Yeah. I but mean, it's James. I know they're paying. They're playing Jameis, but like, uh, yeah, that seems crazy to me. They were fifteen hundred a couple of weeks ago. And now they're thirty five hundred. People, people love chasing the like these. De- like they had four picks and a touchdown last week. There, people are gonna see that and be like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta find that fifteen hundred and not play Miami. And, well, that makes and them the that. easiest fade to make. Uh, what do you think? I, I kind of think Dallas might be interesting if you want to completely like go with a 1% type defense that's cheap. You know, Tom Brady has looked pretty old these past couple weeks, and we know Dallas does have a decent pass rush. So I think they might have some upside in this matchup. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, and the, the, the Patriots offensive line is just dreadful right now, so... Um, yeah, they've had multiple sacks in like all but three games this year. So I like it. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I know we promised you a guest last week. We had the reschedule, but I believe we will have a guest on next week and it should be a good one. So make sure to tune in, uh, for Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones, TFR. I'm Matt LaMarca at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. 